for observing point three. Point two helps like the gravitational lens helps by magnifying that piece of point three, like the point three itself. So it acts like a magnifying glass, but there is a catch here. We can see the same point three, the same object that we are trying to observe at multiple spots on different time span. This was actually this actually happened in nineteen ninety four and nineteen ninety nine. So we were what in US two scientists were trying to observe. a uh, supernova in fa- in the far away galaxy and they found they observed like they were carrying out observations on like for a like more than 5 years according like 7 or 8 years they found that the same uh, the same supernova happened on the differently on Like two years that were in the difference of five years, like nineteen ninety four and nineteen ninety nine. In nineteen ninety four, the supernova first happened, and in nineteen ninety nine it again happened, and in two thousand it again happened, and two thousand three it again happened. And this was because of the supernova didn't actually happen four times, but it was visible to us. Four times because of the gravitational lens, and now coming to uh, the visible part. What happens is that when the light of point three is coming towards us, like light goes all around three sixty directions from point three, and it is coming closer, like it is passing through point two, which is the lens. It is going through it at. it is going around it so now comes the special relativity part where there is more mass time will pass slower like in the heavy gravitational effect or when any object is passing at high speed the time would uh, time would pass slower for them relate relate actually speaking about relativity it is also the passing of time is also relative like for the photons itself the time is passing normally but we are observing for us the time if we see any object that is traveling in that supercluster it would be slower because of the, both the velocity and the gravitational effect yeah so now what happens is the li- the light that goes around the sup- uh, the gravitational lens it reaches us first because the light bends from that around that supercluster or the lens and hits our telescopes and it is visible to us first and then the light that passes through that gravitational lens it is visible to us a little bit like after the it's delayed yes it is delayed okay and why because time passes slow yeah so that's how we saw the three 
the four the four uh, supernova at different times like it was sing- a single supernova that was visible to us at different time mm-hmm. now coming to the dark matter part again the uh, the curvature that the path the light took to first yeah. it curved around that lens and then it hit our telescopes but it shouldn't have curved that much which it was actually curving why because mm-hmm. there was dark matter also there dark matter was increasing the effect of gravity and bending the space time more that's why that light bended so much why we know that there is invisible matter there more than visible matter because we calculated visible matter because of optical basically optical measurements like first okay. like we tested both general relativity and uh, newtonian mechanics there but the mass was not up to ratio then again the concept of dark matter came because there was excessive bending of space time that shouldn't okay. have according to the visible mass still like i am confused that why can't it be that these effects are not related to mass or it is just an effect of something which is like more complex which gives an explanation like highly dense energy that is bounding all the objects that show abnormal behavior or something like that so first of all we cannot classify dark matter as energy because there is an uh, there is a criteria for anything to be classified as a matter or energy okay because uh, if you are talking on the scale of universe matter is inversely proportional to the density of the space time or the entire universe so talking explaining in an intuitive manner let's take a box let's take a box with almost 1 meter cube of uh, 1 meter cube of volume and there is mass inside it the density is constant we are talking about density here so suppose there is a 1 kg in 1 cubic meter so 1 kg uh 1 kg per cubic meter if we double down the side uh, of that cube so that would be 2 cube that would decrease the density by the factor of 2 power 3 so mm-hmm. the density would decrease by 8 times which is 2 power 3 yeah so that is uh, the criteria for anything to be classified as matter and dark matter agrees to that criteria like if we double the uh, volume of our universe the the uh, the density of matter or dark matter would also decrease uh, by the factor of the present volume uh, cube 
that would be the how the density of our dark matter changes and so it completely rules out the possibility of classifying dark matter as energy and energy cannot also absolute energy cannot also so show effects of gravity okay also i i forgot to ask a question can't it be the density of the matter that is affecting the and uh, the movement yeah it can be a possibility but not at the rate of almost five times the rate of normal matter first of all density of stars is particularly uniform uh, across all the universe like density of our sun we are talking not about mass or volume but just talking about density yeah <clears throat> like the density of the sun would be similar to the largest star that exists in this universe <clears throat> because if the density decreases uh if the density increases there is a huge chance of that star becoming a black hole our sun cannot be a black hole because in order to become a black hole uh, any object or star has to be approximately the size of 1.4 times the size of our sun so if we say that the our sun would have been 1.4 times larger than it is right now it would have the possibility of forming a black hole but that is not the case here so density also rules out the possibility of explaining the abnormal movement of stars and coming to the dark matter explanation again we uh, we observed it in the uh, gravitational lens we saw it in the galaxy uh, galaxy rotational curves like the stars that were moving at the edge of the galaxy and the stars that were moving closer to the center of galaxy like if we draw the graph for it the it should have been like first it increases and then it decreases the yeah. graph would have been like this like it would be uh, velocity versus radial distance graph but what okay. we observed that it constantly increases up to a point and then it increases slowly opposing to what what we have what we should have been what we should have measured like it had it had to be decreased after certain point but observation showed that it increases as the radial distance increases the velocity increases here we here we actually like we actually saw the effects of dark matter not the dark matter itself okay well this like, is quite yes nice it is mysterious in the entire field of astrophysics particularly it connects somewhat somewhat to quantum physics because we are still trying to figure out what is dark matter made of like do we have a theory for this world like the normal one 
hypothesis made up of or something like that yes there are actually multiple theories first and the most common theory is wimps weakly interacting massive ma- massive particles so okay. it is a unique particle in itself made up of something in its own kind and it interacts very weakly with normal matter which we are made up of and everything that we observe is made like, up of it. yes what we actually see observe we can also observe the effects of dark matter but we are talking about just seeing with our naked eyes or our telescopes like which is visible to us dark matter is not visible to us and it is made up of what i'm saying here the theory is wimps like weakly interactive massive particles which do not interact with normal part normal matter at all okay. like there have been like uh, tests and experiments sadly in the last 100 years like the experiments actually began after 1950 some were before 1950 but majorly experiments related to dark matter were after 1950 so basically what happens in the when we try to detect dark matter is that we use some elements that would be suitable for interacting with wimps the dark matter particles but still we haven't sadly we haven't detected dark matter okay. first theory is this there are multiple theories it would take much longer time to explain one theory is machos massive but like we, do, we still don't know oh, sorry sorry to interrupt but yes. like we still don't know which one's the correct one yes the theory which which is the correct theory for this yes yes because it also involves the Thank you.